So, as you know, I'm all about rebuilding families. And started with the man, we have to learn how to be men. Like, so many of our boys do not grow up to be men because they never taught anything. Um, we never, when you're never taught anything, you have to learn the hard way because you will learn. It, it's your destiny. It's everyone's destiny. Like, you're not going to just, you will learn either way. But the first thing men have to be able to do is hold themselves accountable. You can't blame others for your problems and your situations. Most men are really in their feelings. Like, because they're of their feminine spirit, like, that comes from their mother. Like, most, you know, most boys are raised by a single mother. Uh, and even if they're not raised by a single mother, like, they have a father in their life, but the father was raised by a single mom. So, you know, he's, he's, he's there in the, in the child's life. But he's not raising his child to be a man because, you know, in fact, he doesn't even know how to be a man. So, you know, it's it's tough. Um, it's almost worse to have a father in the home that's actually detrimental to you, to your manhood as as a boy, uh, than to, you know, to find out <clears throat> or to not have that uh, father in the home. I mean, either or is, is both detrimental. So, you know. You could tell Rasby is bugged out of his fucking mind. Like he doesn't know left from right. Like this dude is he's delusional. Uh he's living in the past. He still thinks he's famous. He still he still thinks he's quote unquote hot in the streets. <laughs> but really he comes off as like an emotional simp, uh who's really a sorry ass excuse for a man. Um, I don't know. I think this dude thinks B2K was like the Jackson Five or New Edition, but I mean, come on, bro. Y'all y'all wasn't yeah, I wasn't none of that. So um, there's this interview he did with the Breakfast Club, and uh, he talks about a few things. And you know, I'm gonna chime in. I mean, we're all we're all grown men. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everybody got kids, and everybody. I think the fact that we were able to come together and be professional about it was the was the main key. How are you, Rasby? Man, Charlotte, I'm really good, bro. Mm-hmm. Are you for real? No, I am. I, I really am, man. You know because you know sometimes you got the wrong people around you. Yeah, you gotta yeah. wake. You gotta wake the hell up and realize that okay, maybe this family member or maybe this person is not really the, the people to, to have around you. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. they can enable you. So you know, I'm- so that's there. That's that's the that's really what I'm trying to say right there. Is he's blaming others for him. Like he said, he's doing all right, but then he's like, well, you know, I got to get people out of my life, man. Sometimes you got people in your life that no nigga, it's not about the people in your life. It's about the decisions that you make and the things that you want and the stuff that you think, uh, and the people you put on pedestals and the things that you think are, uh, quote unquote successful and make you a successful person. Like you're the one who's lost in that. You don't really understand that, just like he, you want to be famous so bad, and you think being famous and doing all these things and being somebody that you're not is is what makes you, and that's really not what makes you. Being a good, humble, uh, person and loving everybody and treating people right—that's what makes you. That's what makes you a good person and makes you rich. You want to be rich and famous, but you just don't have it. Even if you were rich and famous, you still would be searching. You would still be lost because that's not. That's not. That's not what we're trying to find in life. I'm, uh, I'm happy. I'm happy to be here, too. When you when say you, you could have went through things, you could have done things differently. What did, What do you think you could have done differently when you say, looking well, back, you, I, I went about right. things the wrong way? Well, if you're trying to get some results, I mean, maybe maybe I could have reached out to one of my OGs mm-hmm. versus going to the Internet. 
But, mm-hmm. you know, when your back is against the wall, you feel some type of way. When you're young and you don't know this, what's going on in this business, you're like, what the hell's going on? You know, I'm a product of this business. I was born into this business. You feel me? And I, I know the business, right? So, um, you know, it's about growing up and maturing. And, and when he says he's a product of the business and like, yeah, he was born into it. He was born into, um, uh, he, he was born to be a quote unquote star. And he, and he, in his mind, he thinks he's supposed to be famous. And if he's not famous, he's not fulfilling his life duties, his destiny. And that's that's what makes him lost because he doesn't have that. So now he's bugged out of his mind. And, he, and he's doing everything in his power to get so much attention, whether it's good attention or bad attention. He wants some attention. He needs people to look at him and validate him. He can't validate himself and he can't because because he doesn't have no relationship with the most high. <laughs> Trust me, this guy is a, is a uh, pansexual who who venerates the God Pan. That's 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 his God, the horned God, the Satan devil, you know, and if he don't he 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 on some other shit, you know. Like most of these people are, but with him. He spoke too much. So he he spoke too much and now niggas ain't fucking with him. People ain't messing with him because he spoke way too much about what was going on in the industry. And when you talk too much, they blacklist you. And that's what's happening to him. And now he's trying to get back in there. But he don't know how to do it. See, once you get in there, you lose your manhood. You don't he ain't even he never had a manhood. He never had it. So he ain't lost it. He just never had it. But once you in there, you lose your mind too. And once they get your mind, they are able to control you. And this dude is 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 being controlled. He lost. You know, and that's where I'm at now. So we yeah. went through your stuff, and mm-hmm. you were, and you were uh, blacking out online, on the internet, on mm-hmm. social media. Was was what was going on? Was it was it drugs at the time, mm. or was it just wanted to vent? Was mental it mental health issues? Mental health? Was it, it, it was probably what, you know. Nah, it wasn't. It was none of that. It was probably more so mental health and learn how learning how to deal with those triggers. You know, from uh, from maybe some traumatizing things that happened to me. Look, a real man knows how to how to deal with adversity and things that happen in your life. Now, I, I, I'm not sitting here. I'm not going to sit here and say we, we don't have feelings and. We're emotionalists and all that, but you know, if you're a real man, you understand that you're gonna go through things. You're gonna go through your ups and downs, and you take things for what it is. You don't get emotional. You don't make emotional decisions. You don't. You don't throw temper tantrums. That's the, those are female traits. You don't get jealous. You don't get mad. You don't get angry. You know, and in so many instances in, in this little twenty minute interview, this this dude is talking about how he was pissed off, or he was mad, or he was angry, or or alcohol got to him, or he was starting to, he, something else over overpowered him besides the power of the Most High to make him do the things that he did, and he's not holding himself accountable because his spirit is is messed up. See, it, this is a spiritual war, fellas. This this ain't no. This this is a war between good and evil, and, and this dude he all he cares about is the evil, the evils, all right? He 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 don't know nothing about um he he doesn't care to know anything about the good in life because he's so focused on what other people think about him and trying to impress people that 
to be honest, it comes off super corny and super lame. But he's so delusional. He's so lost. He doesn't even know how he look into the public. That's why he's on the interview wearing glasses. <laughs> and, and and he's drunk. And he's talking like a, like a simp. Asking everybody for handouts and whatnot all on the radio. In my uh, in my life growing up, yeah. If you experienced any sexual abuse as a kid, you know that trauma will come back to haunt you. It seems like the older you get, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. if you haven't dealt with it, it fucks with you more. Yeah, no, I agree. That's a, that's exactly why uh, I put together this project called Full Disclosure, my album. Ah, um, okay. Full documentary where mm-hmm. I finally get to just let everything out. You know, I've been going to like therapy and really talking. People think, nigga, you've been letting shit out since nigga you you came out. What are you talking about? Yeah, B2K was all about being in their feelings anyways about these women, about these little girls that they were smashing because let's just keep a, a buck. They was 18 fucking and smashing 15-year-olds and 14-year-olds at these clubs. Keep it 100, all right? That's what they was doing in the early 2000s. They was 18, 19, 20 years old, smashing on freshmen in high school and eighth graders. <laughs> keep it a buck, all right? This nigga was with cousin who was his manager, Chris Stokes, allegedly. He he came out with it. He he's the one who said it on his little show because of that little group this band. More. Yeah, no, I agree. That's a, that's exactly why uh, I put together this project called Full Disclosure, my album. Ah, okay. Um, a full documentary where mm-hmm. I finally get to just let everything out. You know, I've been going to like therapy and really talking people think going to therapy is like like come a on, bad man. thing it's a, it's a great what's thing that say? take off them funky hey, glasses and read that king. it says therapy come on now you feel me and there's nothing wrong with that that's how we better ourselves at- now these niggas want to talk about therapy now teachers on therapy is cool but i don't see why you need another another man to help guide you in your life like we all have problems and we all have issues but as a man you don't need any help from another man besides your father and the most high and if you lost your father in the flesh, you always have the father in your spiritual. And if your father did you dirty on this earth and doesn't want to fuck with you, then you forgive them. You love him and you look to the most high to guide you. Now, that doesn't mean you don't take advice from other people or you don't acknowledge other another man's accomplishments. But to put another man on a pedestal and uh, to where you're worshiping them or listening to everything they say and not thinking for yourself, you're going down the wrong path. And Rasby, he's been going down the wrong path for a very long time. Uh, as a coach, you know, we better ourselves, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but I just took, you know, all my words and I made it my testimony. You know, finally I can just have one place and one platform where I can say, you know what, this is the Rasby story. This is what I'm about. That's where I, that's where I started. It's like a journey from a boy to a king. Mm-hmm. That's why B2K is so passionate to me right. because- You heard him say a journey to a boy to a kid. Because <laughs> that's what he is. He's from, he, came, he went from boy to kid because he ain't no damn adult. He is not a man. This is not a man. This is not an example of a man at all. It's an example of a simp. This is our journey. We, you know, we're little boys growing up learning how to run our kingdom. Keep I think it's great that you have to give Christ. I think yeah, it's real talk. And the reason being is so many. No, don't don't bring Christ into this, and, and don't bring your so-called kingdom in this because you don't have one. Sorry, you don't have a rulership mentality. See how are you gonna talk about being a king, but you have your handout to everybody. You always name dropping. You're not. You don't. You're not shit unless you're associated with somebody else that is shit. And that doesn't make you shit. That doesn't make you a king. A king doesn't have his hand out. A king doesn't ask another man for help. A king pulls his bootstraps up and get it done. And he got people that work with him. 
that work for him. A king take care of his people and make sure niggas is eating. Nigga, you struggling yourself. And I don't, I don't, we don't even really know if you eating like that. To be honest, I don't care. What I do care about is the shit that you promote and what you're putting out there. And you're putting this fake-ass facade out there like like you're a real man and you're a real part, like you're a real nigga and you're not. You're lame. You're a cornball. And, you, and you're not. You think you're famous and you're not. And you're addicted to the attention. And it comes off super corny and super lame. And some of these young cats might be out here thinking this is cool. And it's not. To be all emotional and, and putting all your emotions out there and putting your business out there. There's nothing cool about that. People that's going through the same thing that you went through. Right. Or people that have kids that don't want to necessarily want their kids to go through the same thing that you go through. So explaining your story, even though it got to be difficult. Right, right, right. I think it's one of the best things to do. Well, you know, there's always there's always multiple parts to the story. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not here to, to bash anybody. I'm here to uplift everybody, you know? You know what I'm saying? That's what it's about. <laughs> Do you feel uplifted? Hmm. Yeah. I feel vindicated. I feel for 16 years. I mean, I, I told the world that something was going to happen. And I made it happen. So you know, we just we just put up some major numbers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. That's a receipt that can't nobody take from me. No, so you had some drinks before you came in this morning. That was last night. That was last night. You know me? Yes. Yeah, like last night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was nervous coming to the breakfast. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Okay, so like, yeah, he was nervous because. He doesn't want to be exposed for wanting to be exposed. See, like, this dude likes attention, no matter what kind of attention it is, negative or positive. You feel me? Like, but he don't want, like, he know, he already knows when he go on there that they, like, Charlamagne and them is going to expose him for, for wanting to be exposed. Like, he likes that attention. He loved B2K so much that when it disbanded, he spent his whole life trying to reclaim some fame, quote-unquote fame, that he never really had. Omarion and Marcus Houston were the stars. He was just that nigga in the background. And when he lost that, he lost himself. Telling everybody he was touched by his cousins and Marcus Houston and everybody else was touched. He lucky they even stood next to him for this damn millennial tour. Because it seems like out of the whole group, uh, if he was gone, nobody would really care. And they would definitely keep going to these tours. And they would sell out regardless. (laughs) What was it like living in China all that time? And what did you do? Wow. Um... We should have stayed in China, to be honest with you. Well, China, well, what's it like in China? I was there for seven years. Definitely learned how to speak the language. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, number, it's one of the number one economies in the world. Li- Can we hear some? Literally buying up everything. Like they bought a five, they, they bought a, they, they, they did a, a $3 billion uh, license to Universal for five years. So they're, they're paying for music over there. I'm very involved with that. Damn, China sound real nice. Nigga, go back. What the hell are you doing here for? You know why he's here? Because he wants to be accepted by his peers. He wants people to like him here. It doesn't really matter if you're liked so much over there. This is like Stefan Marbury and all, you know, and, you know, yeah. And, and I used to hoops too, but you go overseas to play ball. It's cool, but it ain't the league. It ain't the NBA. You still hooping, but it ain't the NBA. Niggas want to be over here and get that look. Be like that over here. Yeah, granted, you doing your thing over there. You singing and stuff and dancing all over there with the little agents and whatnot. But it ain't America. You ain't on the charts over here, homie. Shit. I was a part of uh, building a culture to bring out brought Soldier Boy to China, which mm-hmm. was pretty dope. Um, I was over there. Yeah, that's dope, all right. They're making clothes, performing. Mm-hmm. 
and just maturing as a man. What made you go to China? Like, why was China? 2000 and, two, 2000 and f- no, no, he's lying. He never matured as a man. He did not go to China to mature as a man. He went out there. He, I, I don't know what the hell he was doing out there, but he did. He did not do any maturing, and if he did, it's not showcased at all. Four, uh, I had an opportunity for B2K to perform at the Great Wall of China. During that time, we were disbanded. So, you know, we wind up, I believe the company, uh, BTB Communications, wind up going with Alicia Keys to headline it, the, the Wall of Hope concert produced by Howard Linker. And, um, oh my God, who cares who produced it? Like, this, that's what I'm telling you. This dude only, he, he only thinks he's cool for the people he's associated with. That's why he likes to name drop. Yeah, he's just so insecure, man. He's so in his feelings. He's such a woman, dude. He's such a simp. It's crazy. I decided that if they wasn't going to honor the contract, that I wasn't going to go. So that always kind of like stayed with me to go to China. So when all the controversy and all the stuff was coming my way, I was like, you know what? This- coming your way, nigga. Yeah, all the controversy you started. Nigga, he's the one who put it out on the media and said that he was molested by, uh, he was molested along with his comrades, even if it wasn't true, or if it was true, which I don't believe it was true, why would you even tell us, the media, or all on MySpace, or whatever the thing was back then, like, that's why I say all this shit, nigga, like, go to the police, nigga, go to law enforcement, this shit is WWF, I remember when I thought Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, got blown up in that limousine, and he so-called died. And if it wasn't him, it was somebody. I forgot who it was. But clearly it was fake. Owen Hart died. That was a whole different story. We know how that went. This dude getting touched is a fake story. But he's so addicted to the attention, he can't not talk about it. Now this dude got this corny-ass 23-minute interview on The Breakfast Club. And he's just a loser, man. And that's the only reason why I'm talking about this shit, because he is such a cornball. To be a great opportunity to go soon as I got a message seven years later. Mm-hmm. So I went over for a three-month deal, and I turned it into something great. Yeah. At that Fuck. time, financially, were things great for you before you went Hell no. Nah, hell no. What, you didn't get paid off the tour? I got paid off the tour. Okay. No, we, no, we talking about... We before talking about, you went to China. Yeah, we talking about years ago. Yeah, now, when we went back there, nah, I mean, things were like... We were... I was broke going over there. You know, but I made it. I made a pop, and I built a career over there. You know, I started selling tracks for like... Ten thousand, eighteen thousand dollars a track. So we, we did oh, so really good. Music. I was like, where did you live? Where did you stay? Where oh you yeah, stay? no, I was working. I had a residency there at, uh, at this club called M Two. It was the number one club in Shanghai at the time. It was top fifty in the world. You know what I'm saying? What you do, so, DJ? Uh, no, I had a residency there. Nigga, living in a club? What the hell? What the hell they going on? What the hell they got going on out there? Performing, oh, performing, yeah, performing, doing my thing. Oh wow! So that's why for me to come back to America and perform for my supporters, it was nothing. That's why I was gassing every night. Mm-hmm. Every night. Yeah, you was gassing, all right? Gassing yourself up, thinking you somebody you not. Boy, yeah, 13 people out there looking for you. Nigga, you ain't shit without B2K. And they shit without you. Trust. So what happened to you financially that when you went there after your first, you know, B2K disbanded Mm -hmm. and everything, so the money was just mishandled, mismanaged? I mean, I I I would say that. I mean, you know, I I would say when you're a kid and you, you know, you get a check for, you know, three, four hundred thousand dollars, you know what I'm saying? If you got the right people around to help you manage that, you're gonna blow, you're gonna run through that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You was 18 back then? During B2K? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I thought they was giving like money to your parents or something. Y'all seem like kids, that is. Well, I mean, my cousin had guardian guardianship of me. So okay. my situation was the one that was allegedly touching you and molesting you. Yeah, that guy. We know. A little bit different. You said your cousin had guardian. Yeah, guardianship of me. So, so Chris had guardian of you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really? Yeah. So my, it, my situation is a little bit different than everybody's. Was Chris Stokes the reason you left the tour this time around? Because they said that was the reason you left the tour when you found out that he would be involved. 
I'm just pissed off that night. You know what I'm saying? So when you pissed off and you got you intoxicated, you- first of all, nigga did not answer the question. Then he went straight to his to his emotions, just like a liberal woman would do. <laughs> like this dude here, man, dog. You know you know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was pissed off, so I threw a temper tantrum and said, "I'm not gonna be in this motherfucker no more. Fuck this shit. I ain't about to do this goddamn tour. Get me out of here, Chris Douglas apartment. Get me out of here." Then you get asked about it months later. I was just pissed off. I should have kept doing the tour. I don't know why I missed out on a few thousand dollars, few few racks. So, I, I still don't know how to how, how you guys kept it together. I mean, you guys need a, a round of applause for that because <laughs> I mean, because the stuff that's going on. I mean, Shit, they wanted that bag. Rasby really needed that bag. He needed that validation to get back here to the states. Said, "I'm back with the squad, y'all. Fuck with me." No, dude. We read through that. Look, us people, we ain't stupid. We read through it, all right? I mean, Fizz is allegedly sleeping with Omarion's baby mother, and you allegedly with the, with the with Chris Stokes. I don't know how you guys even did it. Like they, Rasby allegedly sleeping with Chris Stokes. Goddamn, that's pansexual shit. It's crazy over there in Hollywood. Holly weird. Ain't enough money in the world. Jay Boog antagonizing you. Jay Boog had on the shirt that said, "I don't feel safe." At a meet and greet, and that's what you posted it, it, on Instagram. It's funny because I, I walked up to book. I was like, "Yo, let me get a copy of that, bro." I, like, oh, I got you, I got you. The shirt. Yeah. Y'all got a weird thing going on. In the then there were family. allegations of domestic violence against you too. Mm. During so, what happened with that? The tour, uh, Wild Night. Me and my, me and my, me and my girl at the moment we got a little aggressive. We like to wrestle and stuff like that, and got a little out of hand. We both Gemini's. Do you think something? You think <laughs> like the wrestle? Wild night. Look, this dude's a, this man is a liberal woman. <laughs> now y'all know how the liberal woman throws her little temper tantrums, uh, and when she gets told no, or when she doesn't get what she wants, and then when it's all over, she'll say, "Well, you know how I get," or "You know I'm a Gemini," blaming her fucked up ways on her zodiac sign and her celestial bodies that she don't even know. She don't even know nothing about. She only know about that stuff on the surface level. This man is an agent of chaos. He wants to remain relevant, begging for Charlemagne's validation and his number, which is pathetic. And, you know, I'm going to just leave this shit right here, and we're going to go to a part three because, to be honest, this shit is comedy. This shit is fucking funny to me. Um, but to be honest, I really hope he can hear this because I don't want to really just keep mocking the man. But at the same time, he is an example of what you don't want to be, definitely. All right, y'all.